with all the noise in the world? Do you hear the voice of God? Your calendar tells you what to do, but do you remember who you are? Being comes before doing. This is a call to put first things first. Return to the Lord with this daily pattern of prayer and devotion. Set aside this time as a sanctuary. Find a space free of distraction and follow this pattern. Welcome to The Daily Pattern. If you've been around at all, you know that we've taken a little bit of a break from production over the summer. We've been doing reruns in the summer season, but now it's fall, and we're starting a new series with new content we're excited about. We're starting a series called Reopening the Bible. As everybody's talking about reopening in society, how do we reopen? When do we reopen? Uh, What does that look like? Business, school, travel, sports, workplaces... Uh, We want to ask, though, uh, before we go back to normal, whatever that is, we want to ask, have we learned anything? Before we reopen again, um, are we doing it faithfully? We want to return to God's Word as the foundation for any reopening. And so, in this Reopening the Bible series, we're going to look at uh, six key biblical events that have always defined God's people. Things like creation, covenant, the exodus, We want to look at these major texts in Scripture, and the meditations will follow those and comment on those, and we pray that you're blessed as you reopen God's Word and build your life around it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, your scars are your trophies, proof of your unfailing love for me. I am haunted by the guilt of my past, the sins of my present, and my fear of the future. Lord, at the cross you said, it is finished, so I stop my worry, I rest in you. You have done it all. Amen. The Confession Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Lord, forgive my fugitive ways. I turn 
and I run from you. Forgive my criminal acts of hypocrisy and self-righteousness. Forgive my violations of arrogance and selfishness. Forgive me for denying you, ignoring you, disregarding you. I am the one at fault. I have no other help but to turn my face to you and plead with the thief on the cross, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today, our reading is from Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Our meditation today was written by Megan Rogner. When I got married to Jeremy, my husband, one of our readings was from Colossians 3, including verses 12 through 14. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive." And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. My father-in-law, who is a pastor, married us, and in his homily, he compared wedding clothes with the phrasing in Colossians 3, which tells us to put on compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and love. The idea was that a wedding is a brief moment of excitement and finery, But marriage is long-lasting and needs God's sustaining love. Poets have long pondered the difference between the joy of falling in love and the reality of living in love. The difference between love as a feeling and love as an action. In Ode on a Grecian Urn, John Keats yearns for the experience of the young lover on the vase who is chasing his beloved. Because this art only exists here. He will never catch her. He will always be frozen in the thrill of infatuation. More happy love, more happy, happy love. Forever warm and still to be enjoyed. Forever panting and forever young. Those are lines 25 through 27. Similarly, C.S. Lewis described joy as an unsatisfied desire which is itself more desirable than any other satisfaction. I don't want to suggest that Jeremy and I have never wished, as my father-in-law put it, for new clothes during our marriage. Our marriage is one of the greatest joys and blessings of my life, but it's not an endless celebration. To continue the clothes analogy uh, between our jobs and young children, we're definitely in sweatpants phase of life. 
For even the most devoted lovers, life intrudes with its busyness and conflicts and complications. But what if it didn't? In Revelation 21, in the new heaven and earth, God's people in the new Jerusalem are compared to a bride adorned for her husband. Imagine the most exciting, perfect moment of your life. Now imagine it lasting forever. Imagine the lover on Keats' urn catching his beloved and the thrill never fading. In Song of Songs, another story about a lover and his beloved, the bride sings, Love is strong as death, jealousy as fierce as the grave. In the new heaven and earth, love is stronger than death. Perfect, uncomplicated, pure love in all of its excitement and beauty lasts forever. In C.S. Lewis terms, We are simultaneously desirous and satisfied for eternity. In the new heaven and earth, we are bound together with God, just as we were meant to be. Our joy is constant and forever. Perfect harmony. We pray. Lord, when we are tired and longing for new clothes, help us remember the unending joy that is waiting for us in eternity. Thank you for your constant and perfect love. Amen. The Benediction from Hebrews chapter 13. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, may he equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.